My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 14th of December. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. The federal government has announced it will return to subsidising just 10 psychological therapy sessions instead of 20 from next month. The Minister for Health, Mark Butler, says the extra sessions were putting more pressure on the mental health system and they weren't benefiting disadvantaged Australians. Uh, Wait times blew out for everyone, more so for lowest income Australians. But psychologists have criticised the move. We are absolutely devastated. We are shocked. We also put out a call on Instagram and have been inundated with responses, so we'll look at those as well. But as always, let's start with the headlines. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has paid tribute to the victims killed in a shootout in rural Queensland on Monday. All Australians are shocked and saddened by this tragic loss of life. Two Queensland police officers, their lives cut short by this atrocity. The incident occurred in the Western Downs region of Queensland. Sam Bankman-Fried, better known as SBF, who was the founder and former head of the FTX crypto exchange, has been arrested in the Bahamas at the request of the US authorities. We've spoken about SBF and the collapse of his cryptocurrency exchange before on the pod. There's a link to that deep dive in the show notes, but the latest is that it's expected he'll be extradited back to the US. U.S. President Joe Biden has announced a new government group to improve efforts against anti-Semitism, Islamophobia and other forms of discrimination. The group will be led by two U.S. government agencies and will be initially tasked with developing a national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And the good news. Retired tennis player Ash Barty has won Tennis Australia's Newcomb Medal for 2022 and she has become the first person to do so five times. Barty walked away from professional tennis back in March this year, but she's been rewarded for her efforts at the Australian Open, which she won for the first time in her career earlier in the year. So earlier in the week, we had an announcement that from January 1st, the government will go back to subsidising just 10 psychological therapy sessions instead of 20 safe to say that this has really struck a chord with the TDA community. Yeah, we've been inundated with messages, but before we get into this story, can we explain what the subsidy actually is and how it works? Well, the government has subsidised mental health treatment plans and therapy sessions under a program called Better Access since 2006. To access these subsidised sessions, you need to get a mental health plan, which you can get through your GP, and then the subsidy is provided through Medicare but providers can charge and often do charge a fee on top of the subsidy amount, and we call that a gap fee. So Medicare is covering some of it, but definitely, in most cases, not all of it. And we've talked about our psychological systems on this podcast before. Mm -hmm. What's changed this week? So prior to the pandemic, you could access 10 subsidised sessions from the government, but during COVID, the coalition government increased the number of subsidised sessions from 10 to 20, and... That scheme was due to expire on the 31st of December this year. 
And so the announcement that we heard from the federal government this week was that they won't be extending those 20 sessions past that point. The government has clarified, though, that any patients with a current mental health treatment plan that includes a referral for 10 additional sessions, they'll still be able to access those into 2023 if it's been set up already. That's a pretty major change to the way that psychological sessions are structured in Australia. What's the reason for this? Well, they say it was based on a review of the mental health system done by the University of Melbourne. Uh, Broadly speaking, the evaluation finds that this program is very widely used and outcomes from the program are largely positive. That's Health Minister Mark Butler releasing the review this week. It also found that all of the growth, all of the growth in services went to the highest income Australians with the lowest income Australians actually receiving fewer services over this period uh, than they had before the introduction of the additional 10. The health minister was saying that for economically disadvantaged groups, the extra sessions were actually making things worse rather than better. It found that those additional 10 aggravated existing wait lists and aggravated barriers to access, particularly by the groups that I've mentioned. I think it's worth noting, though, that the review that the minister is referring to doesn't actually recommend scrapping the sessions. It recommended keeping them, but with additional measures to better target who is accessing them. And I think those additional measures are worth explaining. But first, take me through the opposition response to this. Well, we had Shadow Health Minister Anne Rustin criticise the government's decision, saying with everything going on right now, natural disasters, a cost of living crisis... The government's decision is staggering. That's the word she used. And she made this point when she spoke on Sky News. Yeah, the government really needs to come clean with why it's made a decision at this time when we know that people are still very, very much in need of the supports that have been provided by these additional psychology sessions. When we put the call out to our audience, we had a huge number of responses. What was the general sentiment amongst the audience, Sarah? The majority of our audience were unhappy with the government's decision and we got quite a few messages that were of the same kind of tone. I'll read one of them out now because I thought that this one really struck a chord. This person said, I've dipped into my very small savings pool and received financial assistance from family members to be able to afford the full price sessions over the past six months. Every time my bank account was overdrawn, I would remind myself that I just have to hang in there until January when I can access the subsidy on a mental health care plan again. I was truly hanging out for the reprieve of 20 subsidised sessions. I know that so many Australians will be feeling the pressure from this. We also got other messages that showed a different perspective. One person wrote, from experience, I found that seeking psychological support is still financially prohibitive, even with the subsidy. I couldn't afford more than three appointments with the subsidy. 10 appointments with a larger subsidy would be better than 20 appointments that you still have to pay $100 for. And that person there is referring to that gap fee we've spoken about. They went on to say, not many people have the ability to use 20 appointments and then pay the gap. So while on the surface it sounds bad to reduce the number back to 10, the current system is not set up to allow people to use all 20, even if they were available. There's some really interesting ideas there raised by our audience. You also spoke to a psychologist. What did she have to say? So I spoke to Sarah O'Doherty. She's a director on the board of the Australian Association of Psychologists, and she's also a psychologist herself practicing in Sydney. So she's fairly across the issues that are facing the mental health system at the moment. I asked her how she feels about this announcement to return to those 10 subsidized sessions. Absolutely devastated. We are shocked 
because we have been promoting the idea of getting help for yourself, accessing psychology services throughout the pandemic and even before that. But now it's a scarcity issue. I mean, 10 sessions, really, I I see clients fortnightly. Clients can blow through 10 sessions in under six months. So if that is the case, then we're not going to be able to provide effective long-term care when those people need it. And we're also really angered by this decision because it actually goes against what the better access evaluation recommendations were. And that's the report that the minister referenced when he made his announcement. So what did the report actually recommend? Recommendation 12 in that report actually stated that the additional 10 sessions, um, so the 20 sessions per calendar year, should be continued for the benefit of all people accessing mental health support in Australia. What the Health Minister Mark Butler did say earlier this week was that the extra 10 sessions had, quote, aggravated existing wait lists and aggravated barriers to access. What would you say to that? I would say that there has always been a waitlist problem in Australia, um, particularly in the last few years. There has been a mental health crisis since the pandemic started, which has actually meant that a lot of people, particularly young people, are accessing psychologists for the first time. And because of this influx of demand, we absolutely disagree with the decision that cutting services is the right thing to do. We do know, though, that wait lists and how long they are is a big problem. So what do you see the remedy to that being? So the AAPI has a few different um, suggestions and advocacy points that we have been pushing, the first of which is we need to have more psychologists who are going to be able to provide these services. So what we're proposing is we have 7,900 provisional psychologists who are already working with the Australian public. They are in the very, very last stages of their training and they are receiving huge amounts of supervision. Um, As I said, they're already working in places like public hospital, hospital systems and in private practices, but they're not eligible for a Medicare rebate. So we can't, they can't offer Medicare rebates to the Australian public. What we're suggesting is that if we were able to give, if the government was able to give those 7,900 psychologists, provisional psychologists, the, uh, the ability to give a Medicare rebate to their existing patients and new patients, we would solve this problem hugely. So just to clarify, you're saying that bolstering the workforce by introducing new psychs to that existing workforce could see that pressure on waiting lists diminish? Absolutely, it would. And the other thing that the Better Access Evaluation has shown us, um, by far what it said was the Uh, The reason why a lot of people are not able to access psychologists is a cost factor. And I think cutting the Medicare rebated sessions from 20 sessions per year to 10 is going to mean either a lot of people are going to be missing out on those additional sessions because they're not going to be eligible for that rebate, or they're going to have to pay privately, which means other things like the cost of living issues that we're having at the moment in this country are going to be even more stretched. People are going to have to choose between going to see their psychologist or having a grocery shop done or their rent being paid. Picking up on that cost of living point, the health minister also said that the benefits of those extra 10 sessions were going to the highest income Aussies and not the disadvantaged groups. How would you respond to that? 
I would respond that we've actually seen a huge influx in people who are accessing these services in regional and rural areas. But again, I, I feel like the major issue here is we're not having enough psychologists in those areas serving those populations. So what we're finding is obviously the majority of psychologists are going to be located in the big metropolitan cities. And what we actually need and what the Australian Association of Psychologists is proposing is that we have something similar to what GPs have, where there is an incentive for psychologists to be placed for medium to long term in some of those regional and rural areas. We also have partnered with universities to be able to provide supervision to psychologists from those regional and rural areas so that they can stay in their hometowns and they can have a living providing really good psychology services to their communities. Okay, so to me it sounds like bolstering the workforce and then getting psychs out to those rural and regional areas could be one way to solve at least some of the problem. What else can be done though? So the other big advocacy issue that the Australian Association of Psychologists has is we need to increase the Medicare rebate for all psychologists, for all patients accessing a psychologist. Can you just run through what that rebate looks like in case people haven't accessed that before? Absolutely. So uh, the at the moment, the Medicare rebates for the majority of psychologists is around $89. For a few psychologists who have a particular kind of endorsement, um, they are able to provide a rebate of about $130. But that's only about 25 to 30% of the psychology workforce. So the majority of psychologists who are out there provide a rebate of $89. What we found with our research was that the average session fee for a psychologist is between between $179 and $200 per session. So it's roughly $100 out of of pocket that the public has to pay per session. What we're advocating for is for the rebate to be raised to $150, which means I would bulk bill. A lot of other psychologists would bulk bill. And what that means is that a lot of people would be able to access psychologists without a gap payment. Or if there are psychologists who are in higher socioeconomic areas, there might be a much, much lower out-of-pocket cost. But I think that increasing the rebate is going to make sure that the affordability issue and the access and equitability issue of the Better Access program, I mean, it's called Better Access. We're wanting to improve that for all people, particularly those who feel like they can't access it at the moment. Do you feel like the government is actually receptive to this sort of feedback? I would absolutely hope that they are, but at this point, I'm just not sure. It seems like they have made their decision and, you know, I think that they really do need to listen to this feedback from the public and from the profession. Mm, yeah, we um we did a call out and we are just getting yeah. overwhelmed with the number of messages of people just in utter despair. So Absolutely. It's so sad. I'm so angry about this. Thank you so much for your time, Zara. You're very welcome, Zara. Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz. And thanks so much if you wrote to us. We can't always respond to everyone, but we do read every message and your response fuels our journalism. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.